Hello and behold, it's the QPR podcast up at all hours. Um, I'm going to introduce you to the panel, but I just need to uh, refer to notes to remember two of the people that are on tonight and, and who they are. Kevin McSweeney, who's been on a lot more than the other two people, that's for sure. Welcome back. How are you? I'm not too shabby. Thank you for having me back. No, it's an absolute pleasure to have people on the podcast every week when they, when they share their time. My... Well, it's better than being positive this time compared to when I came on pre-Watford. Um, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, still taking the piss out of the other two. I'll drop you in in a wee second, son. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Charlie Wise, Jesus, as as me, I see it, you're in front of me. Welcome back to the pod that you're supposed to be part of. Hello. Hello. Yeah, no, it's a it's a real slap on the wrist moment. Um, Paul from me. I'm sure anybody who listens to podcasts or last season anyway has, has probably forgotten who I am. But I'm back. Um, and of course, very excited to chat all things QPR. There's nothing I love more on an evening than doing so. So I thought I'd sign myself up and, um, you know, roll back the clock. But here we are. It's lovely to see it. Now, on Saturday, I shall be going around the bush, bringing down my Have You Seen This Man poster, which I had all over the bush, all over the green, in every single pub, because I know he likes a pub. And I know he likes a drink. Welcome back, the one, the only, the founding member, Chris Charles. Hello, Paul. How are everyone? You all right? Hey, yeah, Dad. sorry. I've been a little, yeah, first first one of the season. In fact, I've only seen three games all season and, and none away yet, which is pretty shocking. But um, if you could have a word in my real boss's shell, like to give me a bit more time off, then uh, then hopefully you'll hear a bit more of me. Or, or maybe, maybe you don't want to. By the end of this, you'll probably be glad that I go scurrying back again. Always, it, 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 I'm only jesting with you guys. I know Charlie's got a proper job in the real world now, and he's not at university, which is fine. Like my daughter, <laughs> yes, I can, yes, now she knows how where money comes from. I can tell you, she's not the same person she was six months ago. And Chris has obviously got a new boss, so it's good to have you on. I've missed you, and um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Friday. Because it was a bit of a strange game Friday. It was one of them games where, you, we, you know, it's Birmingham away, which is always a bit weird and on Sky and on a Friday, whatever. Kevin, what did you make of it um, from what you've seen? I thought the first, it was one of those games, first 10 minutes, you're really confident how we've settled into the game. You think, can we, when we're on top, go and get a goal? And then obviously the, game's, the game switched a bit and Field made his uh, clearance. And then you've had the dike, the save from the dike's header. But what I thought was, compared to a year ago against Birmingham City, you know, there was real effort and commitment. And you even saw Willock tackling back late on track working. So from that point of view, it was really good. Just got to do more in the final third and better final balls. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'd, we've all seen it. Uh, Chris, we've all seen that clearance. But if it was any, if it was in the Premier League, it would be on Playback after playback after playback. Got to be one of the best cases I've seen from a QPR player in a long time. Yeah, it's remarkable. And it's like, even more so because it's come off our own player. So you haven't got a clue. You know, you know, if, 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 you, if, if you're clearing it when someone's taking a shot, then you've got an idea of where it's going. But that was just pure instincts. And I mean, I love Field. I think, you know, if, if you had to me to put the, the first name on the team sheet, team sheet, I think he would, would probably be it. I think he's been our most consistent player over the last couple of seasons. And the game itself, I, I watched it on the telly, but um, 
Well, it's one of those, it, it's sort of like swinging one way and the other, you know. It was, um, I thought for a nil-nil, it was quite an entertaining game. And it was basically the keepers kept us in it. I mean, there was that that, that Gordon Banks-esque save from John Ruddy. I'd, I'd be honest, I, I, I thought he should have retired years ago. I, I don't know how old he must be in his 40s now. Um, I think he was I, making his debut the last time you were on the podcast, Chris. <laughs> asked for that one, didn't I? And Begovic as well. Um, so I, I think going back to your point, I think... Um, yeah, a year or so ago, or even six months ago, I think we'd have, we'd have folded. I mean, we, we what we what we've got now is that bit of grit. And when we go one nil down now, or in games, I'm 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 not thinking. Well, that's it. Whereas I was a few months ago, which is really encouraging. I think you know we've got eight points from eight, which is to be quite honest, is is, is more than I thought we'd have. I mean, it's not great, but and we've been unlucky in a couple of those games as well. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm. It's going to take a while for all the pieces to fall together, but I, I'm encouraged generally um, by what I've seen this season. And um, yeah, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a well earned point. It was probably a fair, fair result. I think in the end. Charlie, I think my favourite takeaway was that come the end of the game, it was almost two fingers up to Sky for moving the game to a Friday night, Birmingham away, and they had a nice nil-nil game where the two best players on the pitch were the keepers. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, you you took literally everything I was going to say out, out my mouth in terms of um, the game was almost a pendulum. It really went in, you know, it swung both sides throughout stages. I think Boom started well. And then towards, there was that last sort of like eight minutes or so where we really took the game to, to Birmingham. And I thought in the end we were going to nick it and, and Dykes had that really good chance. Um, again, as Chris mentioned, but um, a good result, I think in the end, and you, you travel away to Birmingham come away with a point uh, a point and a clean sheet and, you know, you come away happy. But I think for me, the resounding thing was just how you look at some of those chances, the shots that Birmingham had um, in and around the box and at every single opportunity, every QPR player in that back line was throwing their body in front of that ball. Um, and hence why that 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 ball ended up on the line for, um, for Dumble's spectacular clearance. And, you know, it's one of those where you... Dumble? You don't, you don't mind losing <laughs> or not getting the result. What are you going to say, Zoe? Don Ball, when did he come Don back? Ball. Don Ball. Don Ball. Don Ball, Christ, <laughs> Southfield. I know it's been a while, mate, but Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm rusty. <laughs> Very rusty, as you can tell. Don Ball, Christ. Uh, <laughs> Southfield. Uh, I beg my father, beg your pardon. Um, you really get Don Ball back again now that Cannon signed. They're yeah, I know. Hopefully <laughs> over yeah, 40s there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to um, Yeah, no, that's lost my flow. So, yeah, um, a good point. <laughs> a good point, clean sheet. Um, and you don't mind coming away without the three if, if that's a, sort of the, the fight you put on the line there. So, um, yeah, not so disappointed. How, how, how did you feel Charlie Austin did, uh, Charlie? <laughs> Christ, Finney. Your banner really hasn't got any better since since me and Chris have been away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harsh, yeah. I mean... See, I you in, to... see you in April, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I used to say to my school teachers that I was right. Um, the funny thing is I thought about Friday was... That, we controlled the ball better. We looked dangerous. I know everyone's going to say we didn't have the cutting edge yet again. Smith had the fullback completely on his arse a lot of the time, and he's been a revelation of things. And I know I'm biased. I don't care. But I think I mean, it's just a shame that Sinclair is just not getting the breaks. I think if we could do that. But we did have a sort of last week with Clive, and that was almost sort of like picked up in the keeping up being as good as he should have been. And maybe, but he was absolutely superb. So if we can think of a player to slag off this week so they get a great performance, I recommend we do it because I think it, it, it could be working in our favour. No, but 
I was shocked. I mean, you're right about the two fingers of the sky. It's a ridiculous picture to have up. Um, but the support was brilliant. I mean, it's it's amazing that, you know, when you think of Watford and you, you look at that, Kevin, I mean, you were at Watford and you look at that support compared to, to Friday. It's just amazing that the fans are travelling in numbers and it it was just a great backer of the team. I don't know if it came across well in telly or not, but it was noisy. No, well, it did. And I think the thing is with fans, and, you know, that, those fans, you've got to remember, they had all of last season. And when we take, you know, we've got a great away support given, you know, um, the size of our fan base compared to, say, I don't know, Sheffield Wednesday or whatever. But um, I think if the, if the pe- if people can see the team are trying on the pitch, that's the thing. I don't, I wouldn't say I don't mind if we lose. Of course I mind if we lose. But if we if we lose a game and you, you can see that, that like you know half the team just can't be asked, which was true of a few performances I've seen in in the last year or so, then I think you've got right to 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 um, vent your spleen. But if you can see everyone, like you said, Charlie, everyone's throwing their bodies to try and get in the ball. No one's missing a, 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 a you know a, a chance on purpose. Then I think the fans will get behind you. That's all you want. You want to see that people are. You've paid your money. You've travelled up to Birmingham, and you you want to see people putting the effort in. And I think that it's fair to say they did. Kevin, yes, I'd agree. I'd agree. With, I'd agree with that from the point of view. Southampton, you saw the crowd were positive. If the crowd are po- if people see something and get something to believe in, because last year we went to places like Wigan and Rotherham, and you know we were seeing Taylor Richards do his boots up. Mm, might be. Mm. What, what's what's? Does anyone know? I mean, I know obviously. Um, he had some really bad news like a few months ago with Taylor Richards. Has, has anyone had any? I mean, is he injured or is it like a, a mental health thing? Do we know? Don't think. James have said at the forum that he was trying to get him back up to to full match fitness, but okay. I think that's kind of the line they've used for a very long time now. And I mean, like you so said, I'm in no position to to understand any context, but that's. What we've heard from the club, they obviously the the picture went out yesterday, which I think has obviously sparked a lot of yeah, that's right uh, speculation. The club did reply, and I think they said that he was unable to unable to attend the photo shoot or something due to personal reasons or something. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I think it's more out of disappointment we're not seeing him rather than than anger or frustration. As well, obviously, yeah. I think we're aware of some of these personal circumstances going through but um yeah it's difficult because we want to see him out on the pitch and, it, and it's hard sometimes without fully knowing not that we need to know the full picture but more from a footballing perspective why he's not on the pitch but yeah exactly I, I agree with that Charlie you can't you can't really put a boot into someone if you don't know all the circumstances yeah. but sometimes I think it would help and I know this was addressed at the fans forum sometimes it would help if the club you know could put out some sort of statement you know you know, you know to help us fans understand what's going on because we're a fairly reasonable lot you know, it just, it, it, it would just, even if they said he's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speculate, but it, it, it's a shame because I think I've seen, you know, flashes, given the few times I've seen him play, flashes of some decent play. And I think inside there's a good player there. It's just a shame we haven't had the chance to, to get, see him have a run of games. No, I completely agree. Because as well, like you said, with the club not not um, commenting on it, it then sometimes fuels the fire a little bit in terms of then thinking it's the player getting lazy. And then if he does return... He's almost prone to more stick because they've not had any context as to why. So I think every now and then, I think, you know, obviously within reason and, and being sensitive to the matter, I think, like you say, some communication to, to almost keep the, to keep everyone off his back is almost needed. But, you know, who are we to say from this perspective? But I think, I think that he had, I think that he's had a hard time football-wise as well. Because remember, we went, through three, we went through three different managers last year. 
he obviously had a hard time at Brighton and he'd come from Man City. So even football-wise, he hasn't played that much football. And if you get injuries and when you have to build yourself back again. And plus, this year, they've been very careful with the loading of players, fitness-wise, haven't they? So mm. plus, if there is other problems off the pitch, like you said, with what's happened personally, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. But like you say, you've just you got to kind of believe in their process with players that we've had a lot less injuries through the way they looked after the players. So from that point of view, you've got to believe, you've got to believe in their methods. Like the new guy who signed Cannon, we probably won't see him for six or seven, maybe two, two months. Yeah, because he's way behind him. I think the thing with, with Richards is always he, I mean, everyone's speculating, as you say, it's best not to. Everyone's got the, yeah. and I don't the club can win because if a club come out and say, it's this, someone has to go and say, well, they're actually a lion. It's not to do with fitness, it's to do with this or that or thing. It's just, I just feel for the lad because, you know, you, no one wants to be in that position. Um, but it's probably, I think people are a lot more angrier because it's the only money we had and we spent it. And yeah. we had him on loan, and whatever was going on last season would have been known to the club. And maybe the club should have tried to renegotiate that deal because obviously this has gone way back. Um, all we can yeah, do is well, Bill, Bill who signed him effectively, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. signing. I think yeah. that's more of the point that uh, it was whatever Bill wanted, Bill got, didn't he? Because he had the apparently the idea he said that no one could be sold. So, from that point of view, which resulted me detrimental to us in the financial fair play system and the prices we could have got to got for players in the close season last year. The trouble, the trouble is, little Beal, is that you know, yeah, he, he shouldn't have maybe got that, and maybe Les should have been stronger because if you've got a director of football, it's the director of football's rule to turn around and say, no, can't be doing that. We're doing it this way. We're sticking to. A, 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 but then, I don't know. It, it just seems so QPR, doesn't it? The whole. I mean, it's noticeable that Ainsworth is not using the loan markets at all, which we have hammered. Yeah, that is true. For... But they were detrimental last year. Look how detrimental yeah. it was last year. Surprise, surprise. We see today uh, Tyler Roberts is out for another six weeks. Shock you horror. Know. Uh, sh- you know, shock The point was we had some players when things were going well with Beal there who were, looked really good. And then... It, they just all fell apart from Tim. They all fell up. They were all no use. And we relied on the loan market too much, even under Warburton. But do you, do you want to hear a horrid... I know Charlie and Chris and Kevin like their stats, and they're completely wasted on me because they, I'm, I'm too stupid to understand them sometimes. But my mate Alan told me up, who was taking the mickey my Northern Irish team losing again, and in between the conversation of him taking the mickey and me telling him to feck off, how many players do you think we've let go in the last couple of seasons, development-wise, the first team? And how many players do you think we've got fees for? In how many years? Last two seasons. God, you're talking telephone numbers here, I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, yeah, the, the money, people got money for, I'd say percentage is probably like 5%, if that, but yeah. I, so no, I about four players we got money for. Is that two. Right? Did we not get money for anyone in the close season before? Um, no. So you've got two. You've got two players we got money for, and we have had fifty players through the door, Jeez. being development, youth, and first team. That's that right. is insane. Crazy. So, 
you know, I can see why things had to change at the club, but that, I mean, they talk about being consistent and doing this. That's not consistency. That's insanity. You know, you can't build a club on that. And the trouble is, you know, you point a finger at one person, they point a finger at somebody else. I just hope now with Ainsworth, good or bad, people, I mean, we had Dobson on the podcast of the week, and it was very good. And he took, he picked up on Richard and said that he's got the right people to help him in the club with himself and Ainsworth and blah, 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 which is fair enough and good. But, Kevin, you, you work in an industry where you, you work with figures. That's not sustainable, is it? That that sort of number is insane. Yeah, but or the it... problem is when you have when you have so many different managers and they bring their own people with them and different opinions about who should be there and who should not be there. And that's the problem. If you don't have if you we were always turning over a load of people for various reasons, even under Warburton, with people out of contract and people moving around. So I think that's the problem that we haven't had that cons- we haven't had that consist that consistency. If you can have players on contracts for a period of time and you only have to change a few players and your team's solid, you haven't got a problem. But you nowadays what length for, you've always got so many people out of contract every year, every year. You've got options. So there's always going to be a level of change, but it's a question of your recruitment's got to be good. And not having any loan players is very helpful. Mm. Charlie, does that shock you? Not at all. Um, that's kind of the 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 fallout from poor recruitment over as kind of Kevin kind of came on to mention of of um, poor recruitment of talent into the club and and come the end of that you're in a position where you don't want to renew contracts you're willing to let players go you're going to have a high influx and thus a high sorry a high outflux and then high, and then thus a high influx sorry um, so that no it doesn't surprise me at all there is one point before we we skip off past Birmingham that has come into my head that I feel like I just cannot um, let pass because it really frustrated me uh, on Friday night how how appalling was the crossing corners and just any form of delivery into the box on Friday night. Not that it's normally good or to an acceptable standard, but on Friday night, every single ball hit the first man. Like, it was absolutely infuriating. Like, Cher and, Cher and Powell should, should come away, you know, furious with themselves after after that, you know, that um, that show on Friday night. And I think what epitomised it was that when Adoma came on, bless him, forgotten he was even part of the club, um, when he came on, his first cross into the box was straight onto Linda Dykes' head, and he nearly scored the goal, albeit if it wasn't for a brilliant save by Ruddy. But some of like the some of the big players you've got, you know, attacking that ball, you've got Cook, you've got Fox, you've got Dykes, you've got all these this this personnel that are, you know are good in the air and can pose a threat. Normally we don't create a lot of chances at the, at the best of times. So when you get in a corner, we need to be maximizing it and just Oh god! I was shouting at TV on Friday night for deliveries into the box, lack of deliveries into the box. But so I just had to get off that much. No, that's that's so a, really, no. a bit better now. But no, it's a, that's a, that's a really good point. I think I, I think it's probably accepted that Adoma is um, the the best crosser of the ball we got. But unfortunately, you know, his um, that's all he does. His mind's willing, but the legs aren't. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It, but yeah, it, 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 you say that. I mean, every I mean, you know, any time we get a corner and I'm standing next to whoever I'm standing next to. It's just you. You would just assume that yeah, nothing's going to come of it because it never does. I can't remember yeah. the last time we actually scored from a corner, no. um, and it seems to be something that's. It, it's not just this season or like. Seems to be something over the years. We seem to have struggled with that. But surely it can't. I mean, Cher's a great player. Um, you know, surely do they do they practice this? They must do in training. It I don't mean, look like it. 
but it doesn't, does it? It doesn't. Right. It's 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 like we have these opportunities. Like other teams, you get a corner and everyone's up. But you, we're just like, well, nothing's going to happen. Do you know what? You, you know what? You're spot on, actually, in terms of mindset in reaction to it. Because if you cast your minds back to a good couple of years ago when we had like Matt Smith or whatever, and you know, every time we get a corner, you'd hear that "Come on, you are's like absolutely belting around the stadium. Yeah. Now we get a corner, and it's just like. Come on, Rangers! Like, yeah, it's it's like you can just feel that sense of like we've got yeah. no optimism to to get that ball in the back of the net. It's not even it's almost not an opportunity for us anymore just because of how poor deliveries are. But no, no in fact, I'd go I'd go as far as to say when we get a corner, I just think, oh Christ, you know, they don't break too quickly. Here. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I just it, it's ridiculous, really. But you know, I think they, I but I think they're not. They should be aiming the corners further out and coming in on the corners. It seems like. There's a desperate thing for the corners to be as near and tight in as possible, and it does yeah. play advantage to the goalie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, can't, I, I yeah, yeah. That's a really good point, Charlie. I mean, I did overall. I, I did. It wasn't nil nil, but I think just because, and part of it was mistakes. I know, but I, I think generally it was fairly entertaining. But neither side looked like they're going to be troubling the top six on 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 that performance, but. Um, what is interesting, because I think I think probably speak for all of us that when the season started, I was just looking for three teams that are going to be worse than us. Yeah. And from no, what I've seen so far, I, I I don't necessarily think we are the worst team in that league. And and even like teams like Sunderland who you know came and won three one, I didn't think they were you know they were they were brilliant. Leicester obviously looks like they're going to run away with it. That, I mean, most people I think could have could have foreseen that. But generally, it, it's the league sort of. <clears throat> I mean, championship is always completely mad, but at the minute, like Coventry, we were playing on Saturday. I'd expected them to be like in the in the playoffs by now. They're they're on the same points as us. Middlesbrough, I'd expected been in you know top two, top three, bottom three, uh, and Cardiff are pretty much in the top six. It's like, I mean, having said that, we were top of the league in October the eleventh or what it was last year. So um, maybe things will leave themselves out, but. I I just I, I can't I, I can't predict who's going down or who's going up apart from Leicester at this stage. Um, by the way, that's fair. My internet my internet went down for a second there. I do apologise. That's all right. We we've, we've, yeah, we didn't miss you. I'm we were feeling for you, Paul. Don't no, worry. I didn't miss you two last seven months. But never mind. No, yeah. going back to the point of players in, players out. Just to finish up on that point because we I try and structure the podcast this time. <laughs> Have you I, just ruined the structure there? We're on to, yeah, because we were talking about an argument. Just because oh, your internet's gone talking. off. As a, as a youngster, <laughs> go waves. Um, but sorry, listeners, if you lost a few seconds of that and it went a bit hazy, it's because someone happened the, the most stop on the run. But going back to if anyone knows that that, sub, that figure is wrong and the players in and players out is wrong, please let us know. Criticism is most welcome. But I think that's a... It's, I just hope that stops, and I just hope we can do better. Going back to the, were you dressing the set pieces? They were shite. Um, what did you get? Oh, oh, did you not hear? Did you not hear? What did you hear? I just said I freaking lost you. What, what, you know what, what? do you want me to do? Get no, a time so, so what we were talking about, Paul. Just to just to bring you back into the oh, conversation. Back and he starts bloody up. Yes, go on. We were just talking about. Um, at the start of the season, it was like trying to look and find oh, yeah, three, three worse teams than us, and also the league just being a bit bonkers this year, apart from Leicester. And Charlie, good. I think you, Charlie, was about to say something. I think. Okay, Chris. Sorry, Charlie. I do apologise for apologising about the internet, and I have to apologise again. Carry on. Um. Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Yes. Um. 
um, it was on the back of your point. I thought we were rudely interrupted anyway, Chris. Yeah. Um, around... <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, around the three worst teams. Uh, yes. The thing that I think is worrying me most, and I'll be in agreement with you, Chris, that I think there are three worst teams than us in this division. Um, and hopefully that will stay the case come the end of the season. The one thing that is like the huge, like ringing alarm bell for me now it's just the home form. Like, I know the home That's form it. was really poor last season and the one goal in the loft. And to be fair, we've already got our one goal in the loft this season. So you know, <laughs> we're, already, we're already cooking in that department. But That's just... A, just it was a great goal, yeah, yeah. Oh, was a fantastic goal. goal. Um, yeah, yeah, just one got... point so far at home this season is alarming. And, you know, you know it's great that we're, we're posing more of a threat away from home, but... Whenever QPR have done well, and I don't think we'll do awfully well this season, but to survive and kind of get to where we want to be, we've got to be grinding out even just some nitty result, nitty gritty um, results at home because you can't go on as we are with that home record and just rely on away form. Yeah, no, I did. I did amazingly did a bit of research before I came on. So yeah, you're right. You've got one point from nine at home this season. The last home win was 11th of March against Watford last year, which That's is correct. Quite- by the time we play Coventry, that'll be 203 days since we've won a game at home, which is yeah, like a bit, a bit balmy. Um, I think still like, research, Chris. Say again? Yeah. Still research. I th- yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on it, but it is quite a big game because, as I said, they're, they're struggling a bit more than I thought, but we've both got the same record, eight points from eight games. And I think if either team win that, you just get a chance to put a little bit of distance between ourselves and, and the bottom three. Um, I, I don't think you have must-win games in September. I think that's a bit ludicrous, but I think it would it would be great, and it'd be great to be so great, you know, like for the support, like that. To we've had the, the goal at the loft, so that was and that, that was celebrated like we won the FA Cup last season, including me. Um, but yeah, to get a win on Saturday would just be I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, obviously we can't answer, but you do wonder whether the players are aware of this, and it's like almost like a mental block when you're going on that this sort of like millstone hanging around the neck. That is it. Sorry, Chris. I'll come back to you when you make your point. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but no, not, no, but no I, I, I was just going to finish just by, by saying, I mean, obviously we don't, um, but it's not like Loftus Road is poisonous this season. I think everyone's getting behind the team. Everyone knows. I think because we've started with such a, a low expectancy this season, whereas normally... You know, you think, oh, we might have a chance to play us or this, that and the other, especially when we're under Warburton and then top of the league last October. I think it sort of gives you false expectation. But it's a very low bar this season. So it's not like the players are getting stick and everyone's been quite supportive. I just I'm not quite sure what it is. Is 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 our pitch not wide enough? I know that's silly, but I mean they've narrowed it again, haven't they? But I mean, Chris, I was actually gonna say you made a really good point in when it becomes a mental issue on the of the mind, because that is a long time since March. It's a lot of and players do get aware of things, but that when you say that in the cool light of day, that's a horrible stat. That is just. But they're any... two different teams, though. I'd say, Paul. The point was last year, we go one nil down at home, like against Birmingham, a few minutes in, and you knew you were done for because we wouldn't come from behind. With this lot, you you believe in them a lot more. Although there was one thing they were doing against Swansea that I didn't understand. And it must have been to do with the water in the picture that they kept firing the ball low and hard passes into each other a hell of a lot, as if like to control it quick and move. It's like sometimes they go out with one set plan for a game and it sent it felt against Swansea, their idea was because you couldn't against Swansea, 
you couldn't work out how they were playing shape-wise or anything like that. But they just tend to be playing loads and low and hard fast balls, which is really weird. I think I think the the, the fact that we 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 wanted the pitch during the game didn't help against Swansea. But <laughs> hey, um, and you might well be right there, Kevin. You might have you might have have hit the nail on the head there. But I I don't know. But the the question I want to ask all three of you, um, what is? If, can you put your finger on why people? Some people just don't like Ainsworth. Others are willing to give him a chance. Is it just people are... I'm going to start with you, Kevin, because you're another thicker like me. Then we'll go to Chris, then we'll go to Charlie. Um, it's interesting. I was in the I was in the pub before going to watch Wilson the other night, and Ainsworth was on that panel of Sky Sports. Okay. And someone goes, someone goes to me, look at him. How can you have him as a manager? And I'm like, that's how he is. You know, it's like last year when people were criticising him after the game for going playing in his band. He is the way he is. The way he is. You can't criticise someone being a manager for being having long hair and dressing differently. You know, that's, that's stupid. What you have seen so far this year is what he said he has actually delivered, whereas last year he was losing goodwill by saying the lads are giving everything to me and all this. And you're looking at him going, no, they're not. But he was just obviously trying to keep them on side and he kept them on side to get those results we needed. But this year, at the moment, you know, considering after the Watford game, you wondered about his future, you're thinking now, hang on, you know, he is proving something here. We've just got to, rather than make just a fist of it, we've just got to turn it into home wins and bend the pressures off him from the people who don't like it. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, picking up on that point with the appearance, I mean, it's a it's an easy target and yes, he looks different, but I think you find if, it, if, 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 if it's on the flip side, we're going into April and we're 10 points clear at the top, you're going to see everyone wearing Ainsworth wigs in the crowd. You know? <laughs> you know, it, it, that's, that's the way it goes. I mean, football's, football's so fickle. I think it's, I think if if it doesn't matter what you know, you could you could, you could turn up in a blooming mankini if you if you're doing if you're doing brilliantly, people don't care. But I think if if you're if if things aren't going the way you want to, and I think actually this season's not been too bad, then it's kind of an easy target to pick on you know to pick on some aspect of his appearance or the fact that he's playing in a band. Um, I mean, none, none of that none of, none of that stuff bothers me particularly. I, I think generally, I think the signings he's made have been pretty good. Um, so far, um, I think we're, I'm sure we're going to come on to Reggie Cannon in a minute, but for me, that's on paper at least, that's a bit of a coup getting him. Um, and the, the, more than anything, the team spirit seems to be better, like I said earlier. Um, and you said as well, like, um, you want one nil down at times last season, you knew that was it, might as well go home. Um, now it's one nil, you know, we'll, 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 doesn't matter, we'll get an equalizer. It, 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 it seems to be spirit on and off the pitch, which kind of, there was a few months, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was someone in the dressing room. Um, so whatever he's done, he, he's getting people back together. I, I think at the moment, I don't think people are on his back at the moment. I think give it. I think if he gets that home win under his belt, particularly, because that is, like I say, that's going to be, if we lose again, that that, that is only going to get bigger and bigger and it's going to become, you know, going to become a mountainous, um, mountainous task. But at the moment, I think I think he's doing all right. Charlie, can you stop letting me go after Chris because he keeps on nicking absolutely <laughs> everything that I want to say. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, so now I'm having to think on the spot. Yeah? Um, Hainsworth. Well, it's 
he's proven me wrong this this season. In fairness, uh, I won't lie. Last season, I think when he came to the to its conclusion, I don't think in my time of spotting QPR, I've been so uninterested for a new season to start as I was this. I almost forgot about QPR. I had no interest. I thought I thought we were going to go down. I thought we were a mess. We're losing big personnel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Ainsworth, and I think as well, what's kind of embodied that is the how he's changed his style from the latter stages of last season now. Albeit we're still not playing the nicest the nicest football you've ever seen. We're not seeing some you know him reinvent the wheel, um, but we are allowing some of our more, some of our more attacking talented players flourish in ways that they prefer to see fit. Um, but I think more importantly, and Chris did mention it as well, is that the the recruitment has been really huge. Um, I think with, you know, no budget at all, bar Richards, because we can't really count Richards. He's brought us a real spine in that side, of real leaders. Um, but I think we're now, you know, is almost spreading onto some of the some of the younger players in the squad. I think if you look at for me, if you separate out um, Dazelle and Kakai, how he's been able to transform them this season, I think, is mind blowing to me. I know some people are a bit on the fence about Kakai. I think Kakai's been fantastic this season. I think, you know, some people are like, oh, Dazelle was really good for the first couple, not so good. I think Dazelle has been outstanding given the, the, the step he's taken from last season to now. And I think you've got to give Ainsworth credit for that because nobody realistically has been able to get anything out of Dazelle, for being honest. Um, so I think that, that thing, you know, that spirit. Um, that fight, that desire, that especially when you compare back to like the Critchley times, the end of Beal and all that, you know, that that transition period. I think that's what he's really changed this year. And as long as we fight in that same manner, I think we'll be fine this season. Yes, we have to come to, you know, to accept the fact that we won't play the nicest football ever. But at the end of the day, it's results-driven business. And for me, if he keeps us up this year, that is more than more than we can ask for. So, um, yeah, let it continue. I think Charlie's made a really good point in the point about the play. Because one of the most frustrating things about was last year, you knew he wasn't playing to players' strengths. He was trying to impose something on them that doesn't suit them. So after Le- after Watford, actually turning around and playing to people's strengths, that's been the big change. Mm, good point. But also, I get the feeling, I don't know what you guys do, from social media or something, people have just made their mind up about Ainsworth, but they're not going to change it one way or another. They just don't like his football, they don't like his brown boots or shoes, whatever they look. Because I see his shoes a lot on the internet, I'm thinking, I don't really know any manager that's ever won a game. That's the football location of something where people take an opinion, tie their scarf on that opinion, and won't take the scarf off, even if it's strangling because it's going the other way. <laughs> it's the point of give them, you know, if somebody's doing well, give them credit. You might not have liked them at the start, but let your judge what you see with your eyes. I think as well. I, I mean, it's, it's all very well, you know. Someone will make a part on social media, and fifty people will like it, and twenty people will comment or whatever. I don't think that's like a you know a fair. I mean, I you know I've got people I know from the football all around me. I, I never have any comments about his shoes or his hair. <laughs> and else, I mean, yeah, there, of course there are people that wanted to take him to task. But I, to be honest, yeah, first game after the first game last when he was appointed. I think I said on the podcast I didn't want him, not because, not even because of the football or anything else, but because I loved him as a player and I didn't want him to go down the same way as Les Ferdinand and some of the other guys. Um, and then, you know, come the end of last season, you know, somebody kept us up and I was thinking, well, actually we were eight points clear of the drop zone when he arrived. So yada, yada, yada. But, and then Watford, 
I didn't. I wasn't going to go call for him to be sacked after one game, but it did look. Uh, it it went exactly how I thought it'd go, and then whatever happened, and he came out the balls to change it around and and realise that you know you you can't make these players play the way that Wickham did, um, and I think so. I've been turned around really. Um, I've never had anything against him personally. Absolutely, like I say absolutely loved him as a player, but I think he. I think the club is, looks to be in a lot better shape with those sign-ins. The way we're fighting for each other, the way we're throwing our bodies on the line, than it was, um, yeah, six eight months ago. The trouble is, I look at it from a, a different point of view because I don't mind the manager being different. I prefer someone who's not cardboard, who's not going to stand there in the tracksuit top and just talk nonsense. And he is outside the box. He is different, but he has to put their results on the pitch as well. And I think the only thing that we need to do is we just need to start taking our chances. We need. Get the monkey off his back by the home wins. Get some home form together. And if you keep up picking up 1.3 points here and there away from home, then that's... But he, I think he can't win because people say, well, that's what he should have done. So, but if you get relegated, that's what happens when you put someone like that in charge. So he's not going to win them people over. So it's, I just think we have no choice. We can't keep... We just said we've got 50 players coming in and out every flipping... every two years. It's ridiculous. We need stability. We need continuity, we need someone to come in and hold that fort together and finish what they've started. No one ever finishes what they start at QPR, maybe apart from Gregory. Um, Sorry, go on. I feel sorry for him at the moment that he hasn't got any football support from above, because he hasn't got a director of football at the moment, which can make it, can make it, can make, make it a lot harder. He probably enjoyed that. From that point of view. Yeah, but just for... Just yeah, but I think the thing is that because you've got to plan for the future with your contracts and just the planning of what are we going to do next year. That's all. He's got to concentrate on the here and now. Mm. But Charlie, I, I think I think as far as Angel is concerned, it's probably he's probably relishing the the, the the fact that you know it's kind of all on him. It's like he has he, there's no director of football separating him from from the owners and I. I, I think so far it, it's worked okay. And that's not nothing against Les Ferdinand. I was actually, you know, I don't know. I, I, let's put it this way. I certainly wasn't as as anti him as, as a lot of people were. Um, but I mean, so far so good. Um, do you need, do, do we need to get a director of football? Do you think? Um, do, do, do you I'd think... say so. Yeah. yeah. Because just from the point of view that it's enough to concentrate on looking off the here and now and have people actually looking at, the, the future and where you are with people and what you're going to keep and what you're not going to keep. Just planning. And we our planning hasn't been good in the past. It's got to be better. That's that's what I just, that's what I think on that count. Paul, do you think we need one? Um, I think it's a, it's one of these things now in football has become trendy, isn't it? It's like um, every club's got one. So there must be a reason why every club's got one. Everyone's trying to copy Brentford because what Brentford did, everyone thinks is amazing and Brighton. And people tend to look at clubs that make things. You've got to do what's best for you. Um, if we can afford a director of football and we can get one in who's going to help you as worth then yes. You could say Warlock never had one, didn't hold him back. You could say that Les loved QPR and his reputation was sold because of the, the job he did. I don't know. It's a, it's a real tricky one. I think... <sighs> Does Ainsworth have a say in who they bring in? Um, I think, yeah, I, d- I definitely think so. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know for sure, but I, I, I think looking at those signings, I don't, I don't see. 
I don't see like Ruben. I think he's had a say say because obviously they've had to do tiered contracts, haven't they? Like an escalator, because we can't afford the wages next year go up because we've only used whatever money we can this year. That's how people have got two year deals. What did Cannon get? Did Cannon get a four year deal? Four. Four. Yeah. But that's probably to do with the, if he does, if he did really well here, he's, he's he's a saleable asset. Oh, so 100% years. I mean, he's played 38 times for, I think it's 30 years. Here we go. That is going to work again. Go on. Oh, sorry. That's off the top of my head, to be honest. I think he's, um, <laughs> we haven't talked about him yet. So I, I, I was well impressed with that. I know they were sort of almost, it was almost like drip feeding information. We heard about this like a couple well, of weeks ago. Everything up in the air. His notes have gone out the window. Yeah. <laughs> on. So no, I, but I, I, I think he's, um, I, I, he looks like I said on paper. He looks. I, I, I think two months. I think it'll be. I think we'll see him sooner than that. He obviously needs to get match fit, and I think they will. I think they will take the time, and I think that's the right thing to do. But be about a month. Look at him. Yeah, I think so. But and he's he seems like you know he seems very eager to play for QPR. I suppose if someone's just handed you a four year contract, you're not going to be like down in the dumps, are you? But he's. I don't know. He looks like a right fit off the off the top of my head. And I think, as you said, Charlie, I think um, Aussie. You know, gets a gets a bit of unfair stick. It feels like if we're doing okay, you've got to, there's got to be someone you single out. And you know, okay, he's he's never going to be uh, right back or whatever for England. We know that, but I think he's done a you know pretty well, good. He's captain for Sierra Leone. Right? Sierra Leone. Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. Again, against Swansea, <laughs> he killed that ball dead from the, his touch for the ball. Yeah, he brought I, one I, ball down beautifully. I, thought, I think he's. Um, Marty, I never knew you had that. And he's actually after after runs. He is probably. He is a decent cross with the ball, to be fair. Um, so, but um, equally, it's just nice to, have... to quickly interject. I think he's actually a really good right centre half, just not right back. I think that's sometimes where people get mixed up with him. I think he's quality. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Good shot. He's, he's a better. Yeah. He's a better right centre back. I agree. Yeah, but then so Reggie Cannon, where does he fit? As from what I can see, he's like he can play right back. He can play right centre back. He can play right wing back and right centre midfield. Um, yeah. So he looks kind of. What do you do in that situation? Assuming that he does start, do you do you do you get him in for Kakai? Do you move do you move Smith further up? I mean, it's kind of as as the cliche goes, it's kind of a nice problem to have. Um, it's your latter one, I'd say. It's that Smith can push further forward. Yeah. Um but I mean Smith's been a revelation this season. He's, I liked him when he was here first time, but um I, just, I and I like a lot of other people was was wondering whether he could make the step up, but I think he's been brilliant, apart from his long throws, which don't really seem to do much. Yeah. <laughs> Why on earth every time the players run all the way past the goal and they don't go that far at all? It really does bemuse me. No, a bit. No, they kind of a long throw. I think you need to. Um, he was what's his what's the geezer from Stoke? I'm so old that his son's actually playing now. Rory Delap. Rory Delap. If you want, if you're going to do a long throw, I'm actually doing that. You want him going in like a bullet across the area. This is kind of and, and like I say, Smith's a great player. Don't Smith, you don't have to worry about throwing. I'm not having to go here. But they kind of just slowly loop up in the air. Come down the snow on them, and then it's like it's kind of what's, what's the point really? Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it's, I think it's a cunning plan, and I think that because he's from Belfast, like myself, we, everyone audibly knew shoot. this is coming. <laughs> that, that's probably. A stereotypal thing, but yes, it, it is. If you're, if you're playing Fingo at home, everybody, yeah, you can, you can, you can cross that one off. Fingo at home, love it. It's yeah. the new thing I missed. Yes. <laughs> um, 
all this. He's got gluten free and uh, what's the other Salia. Yeah, that, yeah. I haven't, to be fair, I haven't got a freaking word in with you lot just to say that, you know, you're going to get so much energy, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You to be back, you know? No one wants to hear from me. I'm happy as Larry with that. The problem is, Paul, the problem is when you host, because I quite liked it because it meant I didn't have to talk much, but but it means that because you're having to like keep control of it and ask the questions, you're not saying as much as you did. So, Paul, free reign. What do you want to say, mate? Get it off your chest. I want to say that um, that's the nicest you've ever been to me, Christopher. And I really <laughs> now, I think with Cannon, he's, he's obviously going to come in and play that wing-back role and link up with Smith. Um, Centre-halves, I mean... You got, you the thing have... is, Smith's playing the wing-back role, though, so where are you going to put him? Yeah, but you just push him further upfield, you're going to have to, as in um, come and maybe playing in the role. Had... Then you're going to have to... Because if he's playing that five... And he's going to have. You gave him Willock's role, wouldn't you, of coming in and and, and sort of drifting in and out, or okay. both and going down the middle. But the way they play though now with the cold back and field as the in front. Yeah. There's less. There's less spots from an attacking point of view. I don't know. I think we could. Because could... you've got the five, and then you've got those two. You've only got the other. Three, you've only got three other spots. But then, how do we? Okay, so we you got your midfield. You got your wing backs, you got your crosses, you got your centre halves, but he seems to like the, the idea maybe of three centre halves. Mm. So you're gonna have your two wing backs, so they're not these field cold and cold back will be they'll always be there as just they're the they're the shield and then you've got your you your three other players. Don't forget Don Ball as well. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a good selection that we're talking about players. I mean, because let's face it, our bench is Scurry at times. You sort of look at the bench. You think, dear lord, they might as well throw on the flipping bench. At I least they get an experience, though, and it's the That's right the... way that they're coming on and playing for so many minutes. When they weren't getting experience, and then you're throwing them in, it's a lot harder. That's, That's exactly what I was going to say. I think, um, like, you, you wouldn't have had Sinclair Armstrong start, and I know, you know, if you, you know, he's been unlucky with a couple of, um, and unlucky in some senses, and, and probably could benefit from a bit more. Um, Composure on the ball sometimes when he's when when trying to trying trying to finish others time, but he wouldn't be getting that shot. You wouldn't have Collie coming on so much because they, these spots would be taken up by lone players, who, as we've seen, do a good job for a while. And this is not a blanket thing; not not all of them. Um, I think Tim was particularly good, but um, will get injured or won't be interested. And eventually, you know, they're going back to their parent club anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'd rather see our youngsters in there, but equally, I think the signings they've made have been quite astute because you've got that experience. As Charlie said, you've got the backbone there. Um, so I, I think that that can only be a good thing. Yes, it can. You can look at the and you, you can look at the bench and think, Christ, I've not even heard of that bloke. But you know, I, I think I think this season is going to be it's one of those transitional seasons. If we can get through this season without going down, I think we're going to be, I think it, I'm right in saying it's the end of the three-year cycle is, yeah. this year as well. So I think if we can get through that, if we can stay under the radar of the FFP, then I will be much more confident going into next season. And just to, to kind of go off Bucky there, Chris, and I think you made a good point. I think what's almost nice, and I think it was, again, a back off the points, one of the points you made earlier, of the expectation being so low this season, I think will be, it was for me anyway, I know for a lot of QPR fans it was anyway, in terms of ramifications of last year, et cetera, et cetera. But that then kind of makes it a nicer sort of environment 
um, for these younger players to come in and have that platform to perform because we're not going in there and going, look, we need to get top six this year. You've got Colley coming in who's never played and you've got Jit McKenna off the bench and all this. And it's huge expectations that they need to fulfil this level and, and kind of make that step up. So I think it is nice that... Um, it almost feels like they've got a bit of time. We're not we're not ushering these players along. I've really enjoyed watching Collie. Uh, from the minutes he's got, he's looks exciting. He's he's got bursts of energy. He looks quite quick. He looks eager. Um, and as well, you've got like G, uh, Dixon Bonner. I think we've seen him in glimpses. Really haven't been able to see what he's been able to do yet. Or the same for Duke McKenna. So yeah, just to, to reiterate that, I just think it's um it's a nice it's a nice place to be. That almost feels like it's quite weird, isn't it? For me, I almost feel like we're doing better than. I thought, but we're still waiting from the league and got one yeah. point at home. But you know, yeah. it's QPR, so hey, hey. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you had some great points there, mate. And and I think yeah, that 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 lack of like pressure, um, certainly from the crowd this season. Like I said, you know, like the crowd at home, the, the three games I've actually managed to get to have, have all been. It's all been very supportive. I mean, obviously, it's football. Everyone's allowed to have a moan, and but there's no, there's no booing of players. There's no, you know, even like Sunderland. It's it, it was disappointing, but we knew once Jack got sent off, and it what well, it, it probably was a sending off. Let's be honest, that yeah. we were probably done for there. Uh, and also, getting let's not forget, not forget, he's probably been our best player this season. Although I think Fields our most consistent over two or three seasons. Since he's come in, he's been really good. So we get that point against Birmingham without him being there. We've got another two games without him. So I, I think, you know, I, th- I think, yeah, you're right. It does feel weird given that we've only got, we're averaging a point a game. But it, I thought, honestly, thought we'd probably be marooned at the bottom by this stage, like five points mm-hmm. adrift. So, like you know, like two games with who, sorry? Cool, Jack, Jack Colbert, One more yeah. game, isn't it? One more game? Is it one more, is it? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Swansea would have been the first Oh, game, Swansea, yes. Forgot about that, yeah. And Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to, because I know we're going to, I know we've got to mention Coventry, but do you mind if I just quickly mention the stadium? Because I don't know if you saw, but the council put out a statement I thought, today or yesterday saying they've granted 250000 to the Linford Christie Stadium for new floodlights, resurfacing and resurfacing of athletics tracks. So that kind of seems to be the final nail in the coffin for that. Advice oh. to that one. I knew we were kind of expecting it, but I, 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 I still didn't know it was dead. And I've heard all this talk about, you know, the, the buying the school, um, which I presume would be moving somewhere else, maybe buying houses, expanding Loftus Road. Um, has any anyone got any inside info on that? No, it's, I think it's it's same as always. It, I mean, it's talking maybe the the green with Batman closest, maybe getting some of Batman closest. Everyone's guessing, nobody knows. Great to have the Batman end, wouldn't it? That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great new for yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> another end who won't score right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, um yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I just find it I do it does stick in the core a bit when you think that Hammersmith and Fulham Council, the sort of support they're given to Fulham, the support they're given to Chelsea. It seems like we're not kind of getting the rub of the green with them. But hey, if you look at the fans form, it seems that Ruben and Ahmed are, are making up for the approach that we had before. It seems to be that the, the, the previous way of dealing with the council seemed to be going in there and just shouting at each other. That's the council shouting at them. I was saying things publicly that we probably should have said, them saying things probably and just being arsy with each other and hopefully that's calmed down because we do need it. I mean, it's interesting talking about the best car parks in football on Radio 5 today and I was thinking, we haven't even got a car park no. on the ground. It's, it's, it must be one of the very few grounds in the country, if not the only, that hasn't got a freaking car park. 
Mm. You know, it's just we're in such a small, small space of land. Um, mm. We need to expand because, as I've said this, Kevin, we've talked about this many times in the pub and on the podcast, and so we, we all have, haven't we? We know that the, the only alternative would be somewhere on the A4A. That's going to be the alternative. If we can't build in W12, which you probably won't do, it's so expensive, we've either got to do Loftus Road up or move down the A4A, M40 way. I'd rather we looked at doing Loftus Road up because it just... Yeah, of course, yeah. It's the, only, it's the only option. Plus, I was thinking about it today. If they had some of... They've got to spend a bit of money, but they want to bring on the other money streams in. Now, the only thing you could do is have a pitch you can pull out and have a roof and use it like a convention centre when you're not playing playing football. Things like that, how they've got to rethink. Or you use it for gigs. I mean, you know, Barry McGuigan won a world title there. Back the in most, the- yeah, that back in 85. But I just think that if you could pull the pitch out or you can mm. – and, and Ben – Put a roof over, then you've got real life, you've got something that other people haven't got. Or like I say, I don't know, be it comic conventions or anything. Yeah. I, I think what just just be you I think, the Batman close thing again, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. using the Batman close thing. <laughs> but they just be before we end on this, but like like just the blue and white club, I mean it's I mean it's it, if you if you if you actually watch the end of the you stay to the end of the first half, which I, I do You've just got you're just going down, you know, you want to get a drink or something to eat. You get down there and there's like seven, eight queues, all 20 deep. I and mean, you've just got absolutely zero chance. They must be losing thousands and thousands of pounds every single game. South Africa Road's no better, mate. Huh? South Africa Road's no better. No, you but I get, it's just it's just I, I know, you know, the it, but it, it just must be so frustrating for them because they could the match day income could be certainly from the bars could be doubled and the food if they had, you know. I think whether we like it, what QPR are going to have to do because when we went, we said this a few weeks ago in the podcast. When we got into the Premiership, they just thought press boxes. Let's change everything into press areas: the old players' bar, the uh, stand, ball stand, the back of that became a press area. They got the Africa, Africa Road press area. I will we... say though, some of them are actually a legal requirement for yes, of course. Areas. But we, yeah, we did we did that. I'm I'm not sure it had to be that much for a championship club. But yeah, you're probably right. But the you know the thing about it is is that we've now got to think how do we make money and the the way forward would probably be executive boxes. Then again, you got it up the level of the product, whatever they call it. But the way know. forward, the way forward is the other end at the school end to put out put in a, a fan zone area. It's that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna do it because at the moment. They were so proud of the fact they sold record away beer sales to Sunderland because there were so many of them, they can't go to the pubs in Shepherd's Bush that are allocated to them. So they were a captured market at 750 a pint, whereas everyone else can go off to any pub in Shepherd's Bush and pay a lot cheaper than, than that. So that's one of their problems. But really the thing is not having the area. That money goes to the catering company. I mean, we sell that out to the catering company. They're the ones that make the money. So even then, we're not maximising the profit. I, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know what whether the idea is whether they could ever have their own catering company or things like that. But just literally, they do need some kind of fan zone that people that people want to go to. I th- I, I think, think the idea they're going to do something like the lower school end, make it into like a conference place. Um, 
Yeah, but um, you've got the Hoxton in Shepherd. You've got too many places in Shepherd's Bush where you can do things now. You know, they're competing against places like the Hoxton. There's loads of places that have meeting rooms. What they've got to do is think outside the box. Okay. Well, free kick in from the area, but hey, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Right, we're going to move on to the company because we've been reapping on, and, and I know that, you know, Chris is going to burn himself out if we're not careful. And, <laughs> Mate, but, uh, I've got big time stories to do in a minute, so um, yeah, I've got I've, I've got to go in a minute. Um, I've, 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 tell them all my tales about how many times I've seen QPR win trophies. That might send her to sleep. Um, oh, but yeah, uh, explaining that, yeah, what's so Coventry? Yeah, yeah, Coventry. I think it's going to be tricky, and we need a home win. They're not the side they were. They've got the playoff blues, haven't they? Forgive the pun. Where they're kind of like, I did sell their two best players. Yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't help. But then they, you know, have they? I think the player, one of the players they invested, got injured as well. I could be wrong. One of the big money signs, but oh, not a bad side. Turned us over last season. Charlie, you haven't spoken for a while. What's your thoughts? Before Chris beats me to a start again, <laughs> um, they have drawn four of their last five. Um, so they're without a win in five. Um, and... I hear. Do you know what? I don't know. This is what I've, this is what's happened to me this season. I go into games with absolutely no thought, or I'm just open to be open to what comes. Um, but I think maybe this could be our chance to to nick like a one nil, something like um, come off like Smith's ass or something, and we manage to <laughs> nick one. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say. I think we'll win on Saturday. I think it'll be that first home win since March. Kevin, I'm leaving Chris to last so we can't nick anyone's lines. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we do need a we do need a home win. We've got something to build off from last week. Coventry, all teams who lose in the player finals take time to get going, so they're a different team in the second half of the season. True. Yeah, we need we we need we do need a we do need a home win. We do need to score some. We do need to score goals. Hope. You're hoping that the team will build on build confidence wise in what they're doing. So let's I'll say they win. Christopher. Oh, I thought you I thought you, oh, you, you want me to go now. Okay, yeah. Um well yeah, I, I sort of concur with what everyone else has said. I I, I think um I was expecting Comptry to do be in a higher position this season despite selling those players. They're on the same record as us, eight from eight. Hold up, hold up, Vinny's gone. Oh. No, no, I'm still here. Don't oh, yes. worry. Oh, okay. I thought you just can't see you. Yeah. Um, that's always a blessing. So <laughs> that's what um, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think I agree. I think this is a good chance for us. I think we can if we can convert these chances we're having into goals, I'm confident. But I think we can we can do them 2-0, to be honest. Um that that's my prediction. Um I'm rubbish at predictions, but um I, I honestly believe we can do this. It doesn't I'm so old, it doesn't seem that long ago. That um, I saw the headline Jerry and the Pacemakers when we went to Coventry one one nil and were top of the old first division in 1992, which is probably before you were born, Charlie. Yeah, um, certainly was. Um, <laughs> a, a repeat of that, a one nil would be fine, but I'm going to go for two. Beautiful, Finny. Are you still there, or have you gone this time? I think he's gone this time. Hold on, oh. he's back. Sorry about that. It's um yeah we changed Wi-Fi company and I come outside um to try and see if it you know I'm even the phone here carry on 
Yeah, no, it's, it's you now. It's your, it's you. Your, your prediction is commentary, Paul. Missed, you know what, Chris? I missed it because of, as you can see, I'm I'm, I'm practically in the dark outside. Look at that. Yeah. So just you, you just want your prediction for commentary, mate, and we're all good. Uh, I'd like to know what, Chris. I, I can't thank you enough for coming back and seeing the podcast. I really can. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I think we'll win, and I think we'll win um quite well. I think we have to, and I think we'll put a lot of um. I think it's going to be. Uh, let me think. I think no, actually, I think I'll take anything. I'll, you say it's, it's off Smith's arse. I'll take it off his frigging ball bag. I'll take anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, just 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 to get a win, just get that monkey off her back. So yes, I'm going for a win. I don't care how it comes. I don't care if it's the most boring game in the history of football and just wax off someone in the end. Get that home win, get up the table. But it'd be nice. I mean, you talk about, I mean, fun enough, well, not fun enough. You read about Scum Talk then and the mess they find themselves in. You think, Jesus, you know, that's that's a crisis. Um, and you, and Coventry have had that. I mean, I know like we didn't let them after Eel and Jess and everything else and some of the things that have happened at Highfield Road and that. But Jesus, they've been treated shabbily, really shabbily over the years. So it'd be nice to see if we'll, Away end again because you know the last with the Sunderland it really shows you what an away end full does doesn't it? You, know, you look at the difference between Swansea and Cardiff and it was different types of clubs, but yeah, so it'd be nice to have them down and be nice to beat them really. And um, yeah, I'll take anything, anything at all, not fussy. Brilliant, yeah. nice one, mate. That's that my prediction, everything. But what you know, what I really would like to see, I'd like to see Kakai have a good game. I'd like to get see him get a good reception because. Whatever people said and done, he's really tried this season. And it's Cook and Fox are really, really, really working hard with him as well. And I like to see that in the team. That's that's how you build things. That's how you build team spirit. That's how you build a winning system, no matter what. So I'm really pleased with that. So there you go. Is that your Oz end? I don't think he's been that bad, to be honest. But, you know, anyway. Is that your I, think, I think a guy's been good. Yeah, yeah I, think he's, I think he's done well. No, that's what I mean. It's nice to see that because last season he was, you know, oh, he okay. was, you know, and I think Fox and and giving them credit and and Cooper really helped them, and I just I like it because he's he's a lovely fella, and it's we want to see one of our own do well, don't we? we want to see these youth team players coming in doing well, and he's a, he's a shining example. So with that in mind and everything else, and the fact that BT's arrived and it's time to say goodbye to you all. Um, have you got anything else to say before I let you have your evening? Yeah, I'll end. Who's going first? You can, as you see okay. me. Okay. If, okay, you no, if you've got mine here, I there's a serious problem. Well, unless you've got a daughter called Nancy who's 18, which I think would be uh, virtually uh, <laughs> your 20. Close, but no, and on this occasion. I think, I think you're on safe ground, Chaz. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I have got actually one more. And I, again, I don't think this will this will be any uh, anything of yours. So, yeah, I just wanted to say just a shout out to my daughter, Nancy, who went, who's been going, bless her. I've created a monster here since she was five years old, been a season ticket holder at QPR. She's obviously 18 now. She went to uni at Exeter, but she she had to be talked out of going to Birmingham. And the reason she wanted to go to Birmingham because it was going to be easier to get to QPR away games. I mean, it's just like, uh, this, is, this is like your whole career here. And like, she'll tell me details. She'll be texting me like details about reserve games or whatever they're called now. And so-and-so scored in the 17th minute. Did you see that, Dan? And I'm like going, Christ, I didn't even know we were playing, to be honest. So uh, just a shout out to her. She's managed to persuade me to, to keep her season ticket on for this season. So she's obviously not going to be able to go to a lot of games. So just, just um, if anyone 
is a bit skint at the moment or you know or, 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 give me a shout give me get in touch through the podcast if you want to if you want a ticket um she's she's like 18 to whatever but um i'm sure we can upgrade it but there's one going begging apart from when she's not there so just like to put that out um if anyone if anyone Good needs man. one and could bear to stand with me for 90 minutes then then you're welcome to it um and just one more thing i just because i know we've got a song for field but i'm not it's a song but i don't think it's that oh, it's pathetic oh yeah well agree, okay agree. i was trying to be nice about it but no. i just <laughs> Why don't we just sing James Brown, I Feel Good, and change it to I Feel Good? I mean, it's like the most simple song in the world. And then you, and and and, and, and everyone knows the words. And then you can just end with, um, uh, I've got to sing it out. I feel good. Da, da, da. Ah, so good. So good. Um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> so good. So good. Sammy Field. Da, 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 da. Anyway, there you go. Silly little. Oh, right. Okay. Pretty nice. I've got to say, Chris. Yeah. I hope you're recording the video so you can just put that clip of, of Chris just singing that because that's. No, I should have written that down, shouldn't I? Yeah. So, of all the things good. you wrote down today for this podcast, that is what you should have wrote down. Yeah, I know. Would you like, would you like to try it again, Christopher? Uh, I could try it again if you want. I mean, please like, do. Please do. Yeah. So, so the field thing is. Not over overawed by the song we've got for him, and I just wonder if we shouldn't sing James Brown. I feel good, so the, but substituting field for field, so I feel good, and then end up with Sammy Field as the as the end line. So that that's basically what I was trying to say. Oh, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get. Everybody, it. Sing knows, it. everybody, no, I'm not singing it. Everybody, oh. Everyone knows the words of that song. It's one of the most, and and nobody other football team sings it. I just think it's an easy win. But I'm probably on my own, and I'll probably just be singing it to myself. I'll join him here, Chris. Don't worry, man. A lower loft on Saturday. Bit of a person who gets Nancy seasons, they get to stand with you. Have to sing the Sam Bill song. Yes. Oh yeah, like that's that. it. Like that's that. what they have to do. Like yeah. yeah. Nice one. That's that's the entry fee. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, don't tell me he stole your R's end with them two because he possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one one occasion I'll let him off. Um, very quick one actually. Isn't it just so nice having the last laugh with um, Ethan Laird and Tyler Roberts both being <laughs> just like all this season? I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Just seeing it today, like Tyler, uh, Tyler Roberts has had a further injury setback while out on injury. Um, look, don't get me wrong, like stuff impersonal um, to the two blokes. Um, maybe it is a little bit, but no. Uh, but I just think it's great, you know, not going back into Sinem and. Just, you know, Birmingham fans trying to give us stick because they think they've got the two best signings of the season. And look who's laughing now. So that's all from me. Matt, Brilliant. the man's porcelain. It's just pure porcelain. That's a compliment. <laughs> a time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Because I used to call Armand Torre that, but he's surpassed. Yeah. I think Never mind anything else. So, yes, I, I agree with you, Charlie. It's nice to have the last laugh and they're welcome to them both. Hmm. Is that your eyes in, Charlie? That is all I've got for you. Okay. Short but sweet. Well, no one's ever described you as that, Charlie. Long may that be. Who? Kevin, you got one? I have. No, I haven't. I haven't bought one. I haven't got one. You were constipated, I was thinking. Sorry. Crack on. No. Yeah, I haven't got one. Go on, Finish off. Pretty simple. Last week, 
How long yeah. is it going to be, though? Come on. <laughs> Who did the Trevor Francis flag, tried to contact Birmingham to get the flag into the Rangers' end, which was a lovely idea. And it, obviously, on Sky, it, it doesn't need to be explained to anyone why that flag would have worked in so many different ways. Um, and then Birmingham, for some reason, went RC about it and wouldn't let anyone do it. So the, they, they put up the Birmingham end in the end. And I think that was brilliant and well done to. I mean, them guys have been brilliant. The whole flags, the whole structure of the the this you know the the safe standing, the Ray Jones flag, the Alan McDonald flag. These guys are amazing and deserve a lot of credit. And um, that flag looked really good there last week, though, in the home end. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. did look. It did look really good. It was. A, it, it was fitting. It was more fitting actually being there in the home end where they weren't yeah. using the area. But well done to them, guys. And I know we got them on the podcast a few years ago, but we'll all get them back. So I think they've been brilliant. And that was my hours end. So I'm now going to let everyone have a wonderful evening. We're going to look forward to Saturday. We're going to win. We're going to have three points. And Chris, I don't know what you're doing over Christmas, but you'll think, like to pop back into the podcast. Thank you. Um, and if anyone's in the Crown Scepter Saturday morning, I'll see you there. There he was Charlie. Welcome back, yeah. mate. Welcome back to both. Thank you. Good to see Thank you all. Thanks for having us back. Good to see you all. Have a, come on, Rangers. Do it on Saturday. <laughs>